I kind of sympathize with God in the, in, the, in this way. Uh, I looked in the mirror the other day and I said, it is not good. <laughs> I, I, Were you ashamed? I, and I was ashamed. I understand. Right? <laughs> Welcome to Talkin' Truth, the podcast that brings together conservative pastor Brian Clark and famous comedian Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy. And I will do the last half of this program entirely in Spanish. They'll be talking truth about the Bible and life. Now let's join Brian for today's look at God's Word, followed by conversation and a little fun with Brian, Dan, and today's guest, Pastor Nat Crawford. Now, here's Brian. I think most people would agree we are seeing a significant breakdown in marriage and families and confusion about sexual intimacy these days. For certain, there is a lot of relational pain out there, and people feel it deeply. These relational dynamics are complicated, and there are many factors at play here. But one thing we want to consider is how our worldview impacts what is happening in the culture today. For example, if we are here by chance, through some impersonal process, then we are free to decide for ourselves what we believe about things like marriage and sex and family. It's just some adaptation for the survival of the species. It seems to me in many ways that is what we've done. And at some point we should stop and ask, how is that working out? I can tell you as a pastor for nearly 40 years, I spent a lot of time caring for people dealing with the disappointment and heartache of broken marriages and sexual confusion. Our way doesn't seem to be working. But if there is a Creator God, then He designed sex, marriage, and family, and we would do well to listen to what He has to say. Remember, God's desire for us is to experience more pleasure not less, but we have to be willing to do things God's way. In Genesis 1, we learned that we were created by God in His image, male and female. God's first command was to be fruitful and multiply. In other words, have sex, make babies, and create families. We need to pause and consider the fact that God created us as sexual beings. He made us to experience pleasure. He created us with a sex drive. He intentionally made this the process by which we procreate and create families. This didn't just happen. God made us this way, and He did so for some very important reasons. In Genesis chapter 2, it describes in great detail the creation of a partner for Adam and what He intended for them together. In chapter 2, verse 18, God sees that Adam is alone, and he says, it is not good. Now think about this. Adam was perfect in a place God called paradise, perfectly related to God, yet God said, it is not good. Why? The verse goes on to say, because it is not good for Adam to be alone. He needed someone like him with whom he could share his life and experience an intimate relationship. So God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he removed a rib, and he created the woman Adam named Eve. I always get a chuckle out of this text, telling us that Adam slept through this grand event. 
certainly one of the most significant moments in his life, and he slept through it. Of course, there's more to it than that. Twice the verse tells us that Adam slept. The point is that marriage was God's idea. Adam didn't create Eve. Adam didn't go out and find her. Adam slept, and God did the work. It was God's idea. Genesis 2 is very careful to tell us that Adam and Eve were created differently, two different times, in two different ways. These are not insignificant details. Adam and Eve were both made in the image of God, so equal in every way. But they were created differently, according to God's design. Genesis 2.24 states, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. The verse says, for this reason. Well, for what reason? Because of how and why God created Adam and Eve. Because of his design and purpose for them. Obviously, Adam and Eve didn't have parents, so the statement, a man shall leave father and mother, reflects the bigger plan for men and women beyond Adam and Eve to create families and fill the earth. The phrase, leave and be joined, is a Hebrew word that means to glue together. It is a reference to sexual intimacy in marriage. The result is that the two become glued together for life, becoming one flesh, which is a beautiful description of what God intended. Sex was never meant to be a hit-and-run experience. It's just too sacred for that, but rather celebrated in a lifelong, one-flesh relationship we call marriage. Genesis 2 ends with these words, And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Everything about this was beautiful and pleasing to God. As we read through the rest of the Bible, we see that the relationship between the husband and wife is meant to be a picture of the love story God wants to experience with you. It's a picture of Jesus and his bride. Marriage is sacred because it pictures the greatest love story of all time. God intended for kids to grow up in an environment where they witness this great love story, so they too want to seek out a relationship with the God who loves them. Remember, sex was God's idea. Our sexual drive is actually our soul's longing to be intimate with God. We get a taste of this intimacy with our lifelong one-flesh partner. But ultimately, this longing can only be satisfied in a relationship with God. This is why the more our culture drifts from God, the more desperate our sexual behavior becomes. We show all the earmarks of a culture that is far more confused than satisfied. Sex can never take the place of God in our lives. This would be sexual idolatry. Rather, sex pictures the intimacy God desires to have with us. Sex pictures our relationship with God, but it can't replace it. Done God's way, we stand naked and unashamed before a holy God. God is not trying to ruin our fun. He wants us to experience more, not less. But more can only be found in doing marriage and family God's way. 
So let's bring in Dan and Nat, and let's talk about this. All right, guys, here we go. Are you, you sure you went Nat and I talking about? Yeah, come on, this could get pretty wild. So you know, I, I can I, I kind of sympathize with God in the, in, the, in this way. Uh, I looked in the mirror the other day and I said, "It is not good." <laughs> Were you ashamed? I, and I was ashamed. I understand, right? <laughs> so let's let's start with this. I think we all agree that almost everything that I talked about from Genesis chapter two is highly controversial in today's culture, and it's a good place to start to say we're not wanting to argue. We're not wanting to fight. We're not wanting to hurt anybody. But our desire is to say that we do believe the Bible is the word of God, and this is what God says. Mm. So we want to be clear about that. We're not going to alter what the Bible says Mm. just because it isn't popular with contemporary culture. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to talk about? Well, a lot of the Bible isn't popular with regular culture. Absolutely not. So, I mean, why would this be any different? Right. You know, I think I've made the comment before that uh, at some point you have to cash the check. The bills become due mm-hmm. at some point. And so uh, if you're not... You may not like it that the Bible says that, but it is, in the end, the best thing for you. Um, Obviously, when you talk about sex, it's fantastic. Hmm. And and the devil uses that as a great ploy. Come on, man, this is – and it is. Who are we kidding? We're dudes. It's fantastic. But at some point, you got to cash the check. At some point – it ruins your life if you don't do it the biblical way. I mean, look, there are many times out there. Can we, can we, can we move back to the nineties <laughs> and the eighties? <laughs> I mean, seriously. And uh, just in 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 talking to people uh, when I talk to friends and stuff that have turned their lives around, and they're on a different path now and understanding. Uh, what things that they did they shouldn't have done. You know, uh, when you're promiscuous, um, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's, it's a, you know, it can be a fun thing. But when you're promiscuous, you got to remember, you are affecting the lives of other people. Hmm. Uh, you are affecting uh women all over the place, fellas, they're emotionally different than you are. So every time you're you're doing that, sure, you may be having fun and she may be having fun, but there's a connection. There's You're emotionally affecting that person and not in a good way. And, and all these things come back to haunt you, as you were saying. It affects marriages. It affects your health. It affects everything. So when you're out there, you may think this is great for this is great, but at some point the check comes due. And if you live biblically, you can still enjoy it. It can be better than ever before. And you don't have the negative consequences. Like Brian was saying, if you don't do sex the godly way, 
the way it was intended, uh, there are major, major consequences that uh, will befall you. So it's best to do best to do it the way God did it, the way God told you to do. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think we. Okay, I'm out. Thank you. Thank you for having hey. me. Well, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> you know, we we have to come to the point where we really wrestle with um, whether we trust God or not. You know, the culture is going to tell us one thing. The culture is just inundating and just overwhelming uh, our kids, our own lives, everyone with the way that uh, they think it should be done. And rarely is it God's way. But God provides a beautiful and a wonderful experience. But the question is, do we trust him? Do we really believe that God's way is best? Every day, I I question it. I, I unintentionally question it, and I go off and do my own thing. And as you asked in this, uh, in this message, you know, how's it working for you? How's it working for you? The reality is when we stray from God's design for marriage, for sex, it comes at a high cost. There's a high price. People are hurt. People Absolutely. are wounded. That's exactly what you're saying. And, and I love the imagery that you brought up, that image of being glued, right? That, that two becoming one. Um, I've got three boys, and one of the images that I've used as we talk about sex and following God's design is we take two pieces of paper and we put glue on it and we put them together. And there's a couple different ways that we demonstrate it, but I have a piece, uh, two pieces of paper that I glued earlier on, and I said, now try to pull this apart. What's it going to do? And they go, it's going to rip it, and I go, try it. And it just destroys the paper. Think about that over and over and over again. That paper cannot be repaired. Now, there's redemption for those of us who turn to Christ, right? I mean, our lives can be redeemed. But there is damage done that cannot be repaired. And so, you know, a lot of people out there listening, you've probably made poor decisions with your life, with sex, maybe marriage. God's grace covers it. There is true forgiveness, hope, a bright future. But we still live with the consequences. And that is a great way for us to remember to be motivated to live a life uh, according to God's design. But man, I tell you, the temptation is around every corner. That's why I love all the characters in the Bible, like David. You yeah, know? everyday I people. Mean, David fell into sexual sin. Uh, God loved him. He turned from his ways, and he and and God loved him and forgave him. And But his family life was a wreck. Oh, man, yeah, he never fully I mean, recovered. So those are great examples for people to understand. God forgives you. He will forgive you. We, we fall into temptation. And uh, if you truly repent of that and, and don't do it again, God will, for, obviously, Jesus will forgive you. And, uh, but you will have, you still have the consequences. So it's best. It's best in everything. That's why we have a Bible. It's a great guide for you to live your life in a way that keeps you away from a lot of these things that could happen to you. Obviously, that's why Jesus came, because we can't. (laughs) We're not perfect. But that's a big one. The sexual sin is a big one. You know, it is a big one. So I think, again, going back to the beginning, too, of where we started Genesis— 
is there a creator God, or are we just making this up as we go? Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between worldviews. Mm. But if there's a creator God, then he created us in his image, male and female. Uh, he created marriage and designed it for a purpose. And are we going to listen to what he has to say, or are we determined to do it our way? Because like you say, that the check comes due, mm. and there's consequences to choices. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I always I thought it was funny when you said that uh, Adam slept as he got the rib <laughs> taken out of him. I wouldn't want to be awake. But I wouldn't either. But, you, but I will say, um, uh, you know, how about the mobster that slept through them putting a horse head in his bed? <laughs> I mean, he didn't wake up either. So, I mean, there are people that are hard sleepers. Right. I think Adam was a hard sleeper. <laughs> yeah. I am not Adam, that's for sure. You Definitely know, it's not. like my wife. She's a hard sleeper. Hmm. You know, the, the dog will bark at the door at 3 o'clock in the morning, sleeps through the whole thing. I got to go let him out. Yep. And then uh, if I sneak down to get a bowl of Captain Crunch at 3 o'clock in the morning, hmm. all of a sudden that's what she hears. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, she and wakes funny. up. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really do hope that people find encouragement in this um, discussion because, again, I think everyone struggles with, with sex at some level and, and even not, maybe not sexual identity but sex. And what it's supposed to be, you know, we get these romanticized ideas or these images in movies. And you know what? When you do sex God's way, it's so much better than in the movies, right? I mean, it's so much better than what they portray it to be. It's great. It's free. There's no guilt. There's no worry about being caught. It's just a beautiful expression of that intimacy and relationship. And I really do appreciate how you brought that out, that it's a, it's a snapshot. It's a picture of that deep, long intimacy that God desires with us. What a beautiful way of expressing it between two human beings who right. love each other in the design that God made. And, uh, and out of the design of God, it is a dead-end road. I mean, it hmm. is literally a dead-end road for people that have uh, – how many people do you know that are married and now they have a whole life and a wife and a couple of kids? And but from their past, they got two kids here and another mm-hmm. kid here, and they've had you know yeah. they've had they're living on some sort of a uh, pill to stop something from mm-hmm. you know growing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> seriously, it is not good. I mean, I, I can't I can't say enough to guys or people anybody that's listening. You, the check comes due. So we're just trying to say here from people that have experienced these things, um, think about it. Listen to what God says. Listen to him and uh, and just uh, do the right thing. Try and do the right thing because it's not, it's not in your benefit. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to sign a check at some point. And the cool thing is in God's uh, economy of grace, there is a check due, and Christ paid it all. Absolutely. Yeah, I think for people to choose to believe that God wants you to experience more, not less, but more has to be done God's way. But at the end of the day, nobody can go back. You can't change mm, the past. Right. There's no point uh, dwelling on that. Right. But from today forward, we all make choices and we're encouraging people to consider what God has to say. Absolutely. 
and, and just to learn from other people that are telling you the same thing. That's all for today's episode of Talkin' Truth. Before we go, be sure to check out Brian's book, An Unshakable Foundation. It's a powerful resource for our time, and you'll find the link in our description. Brian and Dan will be back soon with more Talkin' Truth, so be sure to subscribe. Get it done.